CBS 21 meteorologist Tom Russell. 48 degrees at WHP. The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Wow, what a beautiful day here in Central Pennsylvania. Hope this finds you well and wherever you may be listening from. Hope it's a beautiful day for you as well. Let me give you the phone numbers. Uh, The name of the program is Financial Freedom. My name is Tim Decker. If you'd like to... Speak with me, ask me anything, uh, any comments. If it's important to you, I make it a priority to make it important to me. You can reach me here at 540-0580. That's 540-0580. And anywhere else, toll free, it's 800-724-5801. One more time, that's 800-724-5801. And we do take your calls on the first caller basis before i forget let me remind you if you have not yet done so take advantage of the very timely and informative uh, materials that we provide at absolutely no cost via our e-newsletter i write some articles regularly as well as uh, send uh, different types of reports research anything that is actually applicable not uh, noise not information that uh, you hear everywhere else that uh, is just overwhelming but I always make it a point to make sure if we're going to send you something that it is going to be worth your investment of time in reading it number one and number two that it's going to be practical And it's going to be something that will help you make wise financial decisions while also helping keep you informed to protect you from, as I've said many, many times, all of the financial landmines that are around you everywhere, unfortunately, which are uh, designed and, and put together by Wall Street as well as insurance companies, uh, additionally, to many times transfer money from your pockets to their pockets. So if you've not done so, I can promise you that the information that we provide regularly uh, is going to be very helpful. All you have to do are two things. Number one, provide us with your email, which you can go to our Website, if you go to isifinancialgroup.com, again, that's isifinancialgroup.com, right there on the home page, you can subscribe 
again, all we need is one thing. We don't need your name. We don't need your phone number. We don't need your address. We don't want any of that. All we need is an email address to send you this ongoing. And so that's the first thing you need to do. And then the second thing is obviously make it a point when we do send you something to read it, read it again, and think about, now what does this mean to me personally? How can I apply this to myself and on behalf of my family to become not only a better investor, but from an overall holistic financial uh, standpoint, how can I put this into practice to help me achieve future financial security? Well, this is the week that ended, and this is the 30th anniversary of October 19th, 1987. Do you remember what happened on that day? Do you remember where you were? October 19th, 1987, Black Monday, the single sharpest decline in terms of percentage, which really that's all that matters. The number of points is irrelevant other than it makes great headlines. But what really matters is percentages. October 19th, 1987, we saw in that one day, that Black Monday, as it's so often referred to, a decline of 22%, roughly 25% in one day. Well, imagine if you would have invested the day before at the peak. How would you have felt? Well, let's just fast forward, and I want you to really engage me here just for about three, four minutes before we take our first break. Let's fast forward to October Ninth, two thousand seven, October ninth, two thousand seven, and you happen to meet with a financial advisor who has a crystal ball, and his or her crystal ball tells you that subsequent to October 9th, again, this is 2007, you will see over the next roughly year and a half the following things take place, beginning the very next day. You will see unfold before you a stock market decline here in the U.S. of approximately 57%, more than half, of the S&P 500's value, you would see over the next year and a half a 57% decline. Not only would you see that, you're going to witness and experience the worst recession that we've ever experienced since the Great Depression. So you're going to have a stock market decline of about 57% in the S&P. We're going to experience the worst recession that we've had since the Great Depression. And if that's not enough, some of the most well-known 
financial firms are going to go bankrupt and some are going to be bailed out by the government. We're also going to experience unemployment going all the way up to about 10%. We're also going to see the beginning of health insurance change in a way that we've not experienced here in the U.S. with an effort towards socializing it in one fashion or another. And these are the events that are going to take place over the next year or two. Let me just go through them again. Stock market decline at 57%. Recession worst since the Great Depression. Unemployment up to 10%. Large, well-known financial firms going bankrupt. Others being bailed out by the U.S. government and the unfolding and the beginning of socialized health care. And then you had a choice. Say you had $500,000 or 100000 or a million, doesn't matter. And you had to make a choice after you were just told what was going to unfold after looking in this crystal ball. So you have a choice. What are you going to do with that lump sum? Here are your choices. Of course, you could invest in the stock market. You could invest in gold. You could invest in cash. Just hold it all in cash. You could invest in U.S. government bonds, say 10-year government bonds, 10-year treasuries. Or you could invest in, say, residential real estate. What would you have chosen? Now think about it and be honest. Again, worst recession since the Great Depression. You knew the stock market was going to decline 57% over the ensuing year and a half. Well, I would guess that many of us, if not the vast majority of all of us, probably would have chosen probably government bonds, cash. Maybe some of you would have chosen gold. But I think very, very few of us would have chosen to invest in stocks knowing that they were going to immediately decline over the next year and a half by 57%. Well, what would have been the best choice? After we come back from our first break, guess what? I'm going to tell you. Let me give you the phone numbers if you have anything you'd like to ask of me. Again, I'd love to hear from you. 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. And anywhere else toll free, it's 800-724-5801. I'm Tim Decker, and this is Financial Freedom. Always in high gear to bring you the latest news. News Radio WHP 580. A lot of 
financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Okay, welcome back. Tim Decker, Financial Freedom. Thanks for making this part of your Saturday morning. I appreciate it very, very much. And uh, as always, I will do my very best to make it worth your investment of time. So before the break, we had talked about if you had a choice October 9th and you knew, that was October 9th, 2007, and you knew because somebody had a perfectly clear crystal ball, which we all know is not the case. But in this case, it was the exception. And you knew that over the next year and a half, you were going to, or we were going to experience the worst recession since the Great Depression, a stock market decline of about 57% using the S&P 500 index as, as our uh, benchmark. Knew that uh, unemployment was going to go up to 10%. We also knew that uh, we were going to unfold a new chapter in the area of health care, uh, beginning uh, some form of socialized medicine. And you also knew that there was going to be some major, major bankruptcies in major financial firms, and some of them actually being bailed out by the U.S. government. And then you had a choice. You can invest in... The S&P 500 stock market, again, this was before you knew it was going to be going down 57%. You can invest in gold. You can invest in housing. You can invest in government bonds. You can invest in cash. Ten years forward after you made that choice, thinking about the choice that you would have made, which of which one of those asset classes won? Well, according to some calculations by Brian Westbury, who did this research, which I am reporting from, here's what the numbers are. Gold did okay. Actually, about 5.7% annualized return. A 10-year government bond would have generated a yield of about 4.7%. Had you bought it, held it. Oil actually was a laggard. That was down about 4.3% annually. Home prices, had you chosen that, increased at about only 1% a year. Cash. Well, that averaged about 0.4, less than half a percent annually. Inflation, by the way, during that time had a return of about 1.6%. When I say return, actually was a reported number of 1.6% annually as measured by the Consumer Price Index. Oh, I forgot one. What about stocks? Well, the S&P 500 index with dividends reinvested, if you chose to invest in that, 
October 9th, 2007, and were disciplined and patient, you would have been rewarded with an annualized average return compounded of 7.2% a year, essentially doubling your money. Now think about that. This was like the worst possible time if you would have invested right at the market peak October 9th, 2009. And imagine you did that. Imagine you invested $500,000 and over the next 18 months, all the way down to when the market bottomed out March 9th of 2009, you witnessed as you had financial torture as your monthly statements came in, little by little you saw that 500000 on your statement being reflected as 450000 and 400000 and 350000 and 300000 Do you remember how you felt during that time? Do you remember what you did? And then you continued to see that 500000 Go down to three and a quarter. Then down to 250,000. So now when you're looking at your statements, you're seeing half of it not represented on that statement. And if that weren't enough, it continued to go under the 250,000 mark. How many people, number one, would have chosen to invest on October 9th, 2007, knowing that that's what you would experience over the next year and a half until the market bottomed out March 9th, 2009. Number one, how many would have made that choice? And number two, how many would have stayed on that ship as they saw their statements reflect a lower and lower and lower value? Very, very few. And all of the data supports that. Many, many, many investors panicked out. They bailed out. But the point that I'm trying to make and that I'm hoping that you can learn from this is if you have monies to invest and it's in line with your objectives and your goals, that it's going to be monies that you're not going to need in the short term, but ideally you're not going to need for a minimum of 7 to 10 or 15 years or more. Equities and being part owner of great companies, not only in the U.S., but throughout the world, are the greatest wealth creators that there are. If, if you invest properly, if you invest in a way that you are diversified, and I'm just using the example here of a concentrated asset class, that being just the S&P 500 index, which is just large U.S. companies here in the U.S. But better yet, 
if you diversify substantially more than that, where you're not just owning 500 companies, but through a beautiful, beautiful, globally diversified portfolio, you're part owner of, say, 11 to 12,000 companies throughout the world using great investment vehicles such as low-cost generic index funds or ideally, if you have access to them, institutional asset class funds. If you invest in such a way that it's in line with your goals, your personal tolerance for fluctuation, and with your goals being further enough out there that you're going to be able to weather and not have to sell during these temporary declines. What we continue to and consistently learn when you go back and look at different historical time periods is that equities, you being part owner of great companies throughout the world, is the greatest wealth creator there has ever been. Look at the richest people in the world. How did they get there? Somewhere along the way, they became owners of great companies throughout the world, and they continued to accumulate more and more shares of those companies. So, in spite of all the doomsdayers, in spite of all of the pessimists, in spite of all the headlines that came out during 2008 when this great recession came upon us, and you remember the headlines, they were everywhere. Had you invested, had you a financial plan, thus that your portfolio was the servant of your financial plan, and had you remained committed to your goals and did not get seduced into believing that this time it's different, that the world's going to come to an end, that this crisis du jour is unlike none other we've ever seen, and the big lie that global capitalism will not overcome, although it always has and it always will, if you ignored all that negative news, which was not easy to do, you would have handsomely been rewarded 10 years after that with a return with dividends reinvested of about 7.2% a year. In 10 years, essentially, you would have doubled your money. But what we know is for most individuals, without a disciplined plan in place and without a disciplined, non-emotional process in place, most investors never accomplish this. So as we look back 30 years ago this week to that single day, October 19th, 1987, referred to as Black Monday, where we saw in one single day a drop of t roughly a quarter of the value of the stock market, 22 to 23%. Can that happen again? You're doggone right it can. Will we see declines again? I promise you we will. Those are things that we know will happen. Those are things that we cannot 
worry about because we cannot do anything about that. But what we can do and what we should do is focus on the things that we can control. And when we come back from our next break, I'm going to share with you a couple of things that you can do and should do now as you evaluate all of your investments. And that includes all your accounts, whether it be your 401k, whether it be your retirement accounts and IRAs, Roth IRAs. I'm talking about your entire household of investments. I'm going to share with you a few things that you can do and should do. And these are the things that you should focus on. And don't get sidetracked spending your time thinking about things that you have no control of and you have no idea when they're going to take place. Because if you do prepare and you are prepared, I'm telling you, not only can you withstand the next market decline, But better yet, you can actually capitalize on it. And that is how wealth is created over time. Okay, we're going to go to the news. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. And, again, if you have anything that you'd like to ask of me, we'd love to hear from you. Do not be shy. 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. And anywhere else toll-free is information needs. WHP580.com. This is News Radio WHP 580. Sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial freedom on WHP 580. Once again, here's Tim. Welcome back. Financial freedom here. Each and every Saturday on WHP AM 580. Uh, I'm uh, proud and humbled to say that I have been on the air in central Pennsylvania going back many, many years. Hands down, we are the longest running live financial talk show. And I have gotten to know many, many of you over the years. Uh, I remember when we started our program with my dear very dear close friend Paul Baker back on WHP uh, many, many years ago. And I was talking with Dan Steele a few months ago, and uh, we had calculated that it was uh, roughly based upon what we could remember uh, going back, that it was uh, roughly around the year 2000. So uh, it's been a while, almost 27 years. And, uh, Again, I'm honored and I'm humbled. And what makes me feel good, and hopefully it makes you feel good as well. There have been many radio shows that come and go. Many, many, many. And throughout all this time, uh, The Plant Doctor um, has been the longest running. Uh, Paul Baker would would have been right there with... uh, Noel, um, but next in line is us, and uh, I'm very proud that I have been able to uh, be here with you, and hopefully that means a lot to you, and hopefully it sends a message, and the message that I am really hoping it sends is if what we were doing here, if the advice and guidance that I was consistently trying to provide all of you, 
for so many years live here on the radio. If what we were doing was not helpful, then I doubt that we would still be here. And one of the things that I think is important to you or should be important is, like I said, shows come and go. More and more of them are actually pre-recorded infomercials. They're not live. And I take a lot of pride in the fact that every Saturday I make myself available to you right here. You can call and, you know, ask me anything. And uh, I think by doing that and by having that transparency, hopefully it sheds a light of how important it is and how important it is to me that we make every effort to have the utmost integrity as it pertains to the ongoing input and guidance that we offer you. Nothing is more fulfilling than than for me to be able to know that in one fashion or another, hopefully I have, have had and will continue to have an impact on your decisions that ultimately have a positive impact for you and your family. Okay, before we, uh, well, well, actually, let's let's pick up where we were uh, right before the break. I had mentioned that I was going to share with you a couple of things that you can and you should focus on and do now so that you are prepared for the next market decline. Because remember, since World War II, we have had a bear market, which, by the way, what's the definition of a bear market? Well, technically, a bear market, according to whoever came up with the definition, is a decline from the most recent peak of 20% or more. And the definition of a bull market is the same thing, but it's an increase of 20% or more. So using that as the definition, since World War II ended in 1945, on average, we've had a bear market, that being a decline of 20% or more, about once every five years. But if you go back to 1926, it's been more like once every three years. And some people say, yeah, well, you know, and, and, and the most common uh, uh, thing that you hear in, in the media right now is that we have not had a bear market since uh, the 2007-2008. Well, I beg to differ, and what you don't hear much about is this, and that is in 2011, between April and October in 2011, the S&P 500 actually decreased 19.4%. So although it wasn't the 20%, does 0.6% really matter? So it's important to have financial history and market history in mind as you're considering where we're at and where we're going. Okay, let's go to the phones. I think, uh, let's see here. We have Joan from Camp Hill. Hi, Joan. How are you, and how can I help you? Hi, thanks. Um, I Am I too loud? Can you hear me? No, you you sound great. Thanks, Joan. Okay. Um, I'm glad you're going through this stuff, um, the history of things. 
And the first thing that I wanted to say was, uh, in was it Black Monday, October 1987, okay? Uh, yep. Right. I remember, I mean, it was carnage. That's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I remember talking to a guy at that time, Hornblower. I mean, you know this is a long time ago, okay? A guy at mm-hmm. Hornblower. Does that ring a bell, Hornblower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. good. In any case, and I said to him, what? I said, what caused this? I don't remember any historical thing at the time. You know, sometimes you get uh, fantastic things like uh, like uh, terrorist plots and all kinds of stuff, and the market reacts for a very short period of time. It's all back to earnings again, isn't it? Absolutely. So in any case, I called this guy. I said, gee, why? What's going on? He said, the only way you would know, unless it was some historical thing, Tom, I can't remember. He said, the only way you would know is to ask every person that sold that day, why the hell did you sell? And then you would have the answer. Or words that, is, that is an awesome answer. That is an awesome answer because if you follow, if you follow up with that, what that means is you'll never know what the exact reason was, and and you're going to find many individuals had had different reasons. But that that's an excellent answer. And some of it might have been coincidence too. Well, it yes, was a mix of all kinds of things. And what we know is, as it as it uh, continued throughout the day, it turned into what maybe initially for some were some reasons. It turned into flat-out emotional panic. Yes, you know? and, and it's catching, isn't it? It's contagious. Um, the other question, if, I, if you have time. Sure. Um, people often are referring to um, the latest thing as the worst decline since the Great Depression, and that takes mm-hmm. us back to what you gave us, 10907. Let me yep. see. I think that's what, what you did. I'm taking notes, Mr. Decker. 10907, so, 10, yeah. Ten nine oh seven was right. Was was the peak before it began, and then it went all the way through and it bottomed out March ninth, two thousand. Okay, that's roughly eighteen months. And we looking back, and we know that was a real bear, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is my question. I'm always intrigued that people refer to this period of time as the Great Depression, everything, but nobody often is mentioning a thing that really killed us. And that was, um, okay, we know about 9-11, a thousand points on the Dow in one day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the big, t- the big thing was things were happening all during the year 2000 because we realized that the, was, you know, just, you just can't buy and forget, which is what people do. And we found at the end of, of the year 2000. You, you remember when everybody was climbing on the pole in the late 90s? Oh, yeah. yeah. The late, yep. In the very late, you know, the, the last part of 1999. Yeah, the dot-coms. All you had to do is buy something that ended in dot-com, and you'd become rich overnight. That's right? what happened to us, and we did. And we not only lost print, we lost all the game, and we lost, we realized this in, two, in the year 2000, we lost all the game, and more of the principle, it's, it's, it's absolutely embarrassing. I can't even tell you how embarrassing and fantastic it was. Uh, Joan, it was Joan um, can you hold on just sure. one second? We, we, we have to take a break, but if you'll hold on. Thumbs. 
Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, then 9-11-01 did not help matters. But oh, how about going through 01 and 03? They were not great years either. No, no, and they lasted a long time. That, that was a that, long bear. So, right, yep. So, so the new bull started sometime in 05? Well, all depends on what you... That, that that's always up for discussion because it depends on what market indexes you look at and what you define as a bull. And, but and yeah, I mean, member of your own situation at that time, yeah. Right, right. Yep. Thank you so much. You are welcome, and it was great hearing from you. And give me a call any time, and enjoy your weekend. And it sounds to me like you are prepared for the next bear and you got your house in order and you're not going to be one of those that choose to sell when prices are low from and sell to those of us who are so happy to buy from others that are eagerly selling absolutely <laughs> uh, all right joan what's the have an awesome number? day what's the office number over there uh 717-393-3353 that's 717-393-3353 Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Joan. Yeah, it's uh, been a interesting 30 years. A lot has transpired. More and more research has continued to come out. And uh, what we have learned is what we have always learned. When it comes to markets, if you go back over the long term, all declines have been temporary while the advance continues to be permanent. Okay, we have Bill from Lancaster. Bill, real quick, I understand you have a comment or a question. Luis, is Bill there? Hello. Hi, Bill. Yeah. Real quick. Um, okay, uh, 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 stock uh, getting in later after having bonds, you know. And, mm -hmm. of course, bonds became very hard to get. So I went ahead and jumped. I have low risk tolerance, but I have some, you know, main major blue chip companies, four of them. And uh, not a lot, but uh, you know, a bit of money invested in them. Uh, one of them, meaning AT and T, is having troubles. Okay, we okay. got about thirty seconds here, so it's you're gonna have to eight dollars and something a share. Okay, is that something that don't worry about. That you figure it's going to come back. I would and not. So I'm going to be seventy-three years old this December. Okay. Okay. Is this a wise thing to be? You know. No, it's not. No, it's not, Bill. Um, call me back next week, and, and let's pick this back up, and I'll offer you some th thoughts that I would suggest that you think about. But uh, we're out of time. Thank you for the call. And, but and your uh, office number is, uh, what is it again, 717 It's 717-393-3353. Uh, okay, got it. All, All right, right Bill. Well, you bet. Have an awesome day. Right. You too. Bye.